我想请弟兄。我想请弟兄姐妹先读两处圣经，头一处是哥哥罗西书第一章。So I'd like to start out by reading a couple of verses. The first verse would be Colossians 1:18. So let's begin from Colossians 1, verses 15 through 18. I'll read for brothers and sisters Colossians one, beginning with verse fifteen. 爱即是那不能看见之神的像，是首生的。这一切被造以前，因为万有都是，因为万有都是靠他造的。无论是天上的、地上、地上的，能看见的、不能看见的，或有或是有位的、组织的、执政的、掌权的。一看都是借着他教的，又是为他教的。他在万有之先，万有也靠他而立。他也是教会全体之首，他是原始，是从死里首先复活的，使他可以在凡事上居首位。Verses 15 through 18, and he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself might come to have first place in everything. 还有就圣经就是哥林多前书第十章。And also, First Corinthians chapter ten. Galatians 前书第十章三十一节 First Corinthians ten thirty one. So, 你们或吃或喝，无论做什么，都要为荣耀神而行 Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. 有一次，我们读圣经，我们读到这里。Many times when we read the scripture and we arrive at this verse, there was one brother who actually shared on this. Doesn't it mean when we read this verse that in everything we do we need to be very careful and we can't just do it haphazardly? It says here, whether then whatever you do. No matter what you do, whether the thing is big or small, when we face the situation, when we are to deal with this thing, we have a purpose. This purpose is to glorify God. All to the glory of God. There is no exception. Everything. Everything that is done has to be done to the glory of God. So when we look at it this way, 
when we deal with things, then it's not your thing. Because this is related to the glory of God. So when we do these things, we need to glorify God. So if we think about this, actually, then we see that the Lord's requirement is really strict. In all things, whatever you do, we face in our daily lives myriads of things. But we can't lose or miss. We cannot have any missteps. Because in all things, He wants to gain glory. So we see here, this standard is pretty high. I've also heard brothers and sisters mention before, so many times, His requirements are too high for us. His requirements are so high that we can't even reach it. We can't attain to it. If we are to meet his requirements, it is extremely difficult. But we also know God's word is for us to hear. God's word is for the sinners to listen to. God said, for those who keep my word, you shall be blessed. God wants us to keep his word. It is not just something that we dismiss lightly. His requirement is high. But each word that God speaks, we can experience. We have also seen many people of faith. And because they trusted in the Lord, they abode in the Word of God. Many things that were seemingly impossible. But they've experienced these things because they had faith. Just like two weeks ago, when this young, or a young sister came up here to talk about and share about Hudson Taylor. We saw Hudson Taylor. For God's sake. Because of what God entrusted him, he went to China, leaving behind all the amenities of his life. The life that he went through. For the purpose of the gospel, he even wore what he wore because of God. When he combed his hair, his hairstyle was for God's sake. And he learned Chinese. Why did he change physically in his life? Because whatever he did, it was for God. For God's sake, he went to China. The life he lived, everything he did was for God's sake. And 
to glorify God in everything he did, even the smallest things, like what he wore, it was for God's sake. He was willing to say, whatever I have to you, God, I give. If we are to look at his whole life, if you were to ask yourself, can you ask yourself, can you imitate and follow what he did? When God calls you, can you be obedient like him and leave everything behind and follow him? When you see his entire life, when you see his experience, and at that time, there was a movement against the gospel So if we look at what he went through, we don't dare imitate him. When we see his entire life, we say, we can't follow what he did. But our brother was able to do it. For God's sake, he glorified God. Because he had faith toward God. He had a heart of fear towards God. Because in him, God was there positionally. He was there, he was first place in God. For God's do God's work, he could give up everything. Only when God is preeminent in our life, when we have a heart that fears him, then we believe him. There are many things that we see as impossible. And those things possibly can happen in us. But when we have faith towards us, unbeknownst to us, we will glorify Him. So here in verse 31, we see whether then you eat or drink. Or whatever you do, it doesn't matter what you do, even in the smallest things like eating or drinking, we eat and drink many times daily. But if we have a heart that's fearful to God, because we have God in our heart, when we partake of this food, we have a grateful heart. We will say grace for the food. When you give thanks for the food, if you're in a restaurant giving thanks, other people will look and stare at you and say, why are you praying before you eat? So, through that prayer, because we have given thanksgiving for the food, all those surrounding us can see that it is the Lord who has prepared that food for us. And through that, God gains glory. We 
unbeknownst to us, even as we have him as preeminent in our life, he will then gain glory in things that we do. It's not a matter of whether we can attain to it. It's, a, it's actually whether we have this attitude in our, in our hearts. Do we fear God? Do we believe in this God? Do we, is He preeminent in our life? If we do not have a fearful heart, then many things will allow, will bring shame or loss to the Lord's name. Even in this matter of eating, many times his name suffers loss. Many times the food is eaten to a point where it's all on the floor. There's a, in our midst, a brother, he knows how to eat. So uh, the brothers and sisters, well, brothers sisters invited him to eat lamb, barbecued lamb. And he was, he ate, he wasn't very polite. And the Holy Spirit prepared the environment during that day. He was eating in a restaurant. He said, whatever you see, you can eat. And when he went to the restaurant, he saw many things that were very good, pleasing to the eye. And he said, whatever you can see, you can eat. So when he was looking, obviously the only thing he could see was this food. God was nowhere in sight. Because when he was looking at that, his greedy heart would come out. And then he would eat and sleep, sleep and eat. And actually at that time, when he ate, he overate, he got, uh, his stomach started to bleed, he almost died. So when he went into the hospital, he had to be, he had lost three, uh, Bagfuls of blood. As just this little heart of greed that came out. And it is indeed deeply rooted there. Just that little greed brought him to the path of death. But if we have a fearful heart, and when we fear God, it brings us to the path of life. Many times, and many things, can we have faith in God? Can we have a heart that is God-fearing? A God-fearing heart. And then we will place God in faith. He has preeminent. So that whatever we do, that we can glorify Him. It's not a matter of whether you can do it. It's a matter of whether you have faith and a heart for God. What we just read. In uh, the Epistle to the Colossians. At the very end in verse 18 it says, so that he himself might come to have first place in everything. 
Our Lord wants to be preeminent or first in His church. And He wants to have first place among His children. Our God within this sphere is to be first place. When we look at verses 15 and 16, whether it heavens on the earth, all things were created by Him. And they were created for Him. Because He created all things. Therefore, He has many things to do. If He had not created all things, there would be nothing. There wouldn't be things to do. But because He created all things, so because He created all things, within all things, many things have happened. Because all things were created by Him. And it was created for Him. So in all things, He has to have first place. But once sin entered the world, those who have been blinded by sin and those who have been under sin they have no God because they do what they please and the Bible says all have fallen short of the glory of God when sin came into this world God's glory suffered loss. All have fallen short, all have sinned, therefore his glory has suffered We also know the Tower of Babel. We see how it was against God. Because in him there's no in that there's no God. God was not treated as the highest one. In this world, even today, we see many of these things happen. They, uh, they dare do this. So even in this matter of gay marriage, you know that they dare do these things. And they also know that this is not pleasing to the God that we fear. But because in them, they have no God. They do not treat God as preeminent. They do not fear God. So they have done something against God. And through that, they will incur the wrath of God. But one day, his judgment will indeed arrive. This sin will be judged by God. It's a matter of time. Through his patience, through his forbearance, he wants to wait for, for these to repent. But if we do not have a heart that is fearful to God, and we do what we please, we desire what we want to do, we do. If you are against God, you can only arrive at judgment. Those who live in the world, those who those who refuse to repent, and when they live in the darkness of sin, 
We need to know God's children we are no longer in sin. Because we have been delivered from sin. We have light. And in God's in God we have the liberty of not sinning. We need to have a God fearing heart. We believe in God. In our midst, we need to have God as preeminent. In verse 18, it tells us that He is the head of the church. And in amongst His children, He is the head. He is the first. All things comes from Him. And all of our beginnings stem from Him as well. So in Him we are a new creation. Here we see He is the one who rose first. One day in Him we will all resurrect. Because He has resurrected. We have a portion in Him. We are one with Him. When the time comes, we will all raise. And because we have resurrection, we have hope. But here it also tells us that He was the firstborn from the dead because He died before. Why did He have to die? He died for each and every one of us. This morning when we had the Lord's table, when our brother shared that he blotted out all of our sins, how did he blot out all our sins? Because it was by his precious blood. On the cross, he shed his blood and he died for us. So when we see the bread and the cup separated, when we see the blood and the body separated, how can the blood and body be separated? But when it is separated, that means it's death. But because of us, he was, his blood was separated from his body. He did many things for us. So therefore, he should be preeminent and have first place in our midst. We need to have a God-fearing heart so that he is preeminent in our lives. I was really encouraged by the brother who shared last week after he came back from the youth conference in Toronto. There was a young sister. She, want, she mentioned that she wanted to pray for God's burden. I want to pray for the gospel. I want to pray for others. 
She desired to be a woman of prayer before God for His purpose, for His will to be done. Why was she willing to be a woman of prayer for God? Even though she was young. But in her was a God fearing heart. She put God in first place. She didn't pray for herself. She actually prayed for what God entrusted and for the gospel. She was willing to be a woman of prayer for God. Because she feared God. She placed God's things first in her life. There was a brother who also shared that for the Lord's sake, I'm willing to lay everything behind and follow him. He's only in high school. He's not even in college. There are so many things in this world that can attract him. There are so many things that can grab a hold of young people's hearts today. But he is willing to say, I don't want any of this anymore. For God's purpose, and will, I desire to leave everything behind. Why does he have this decision, this choice? Because he chose what God chose. Because he has a God-fearing heart. He loves God. He has been encouraged by God. He's been touched by God. He wants to follow him all the days of his life. And then he put the things of God as first in his life. He chose what God chose. And another brother shared that I want to take up my cross and follow the Lord for the rest of my life. He has even, he does not even have a, uh, he's not married yet. He has not gone to college yet. Maybe he doesn't have much experience as to the cross. But when he heard God's word, he has a pure heart. He believes in God. He he treated God as first. He has a God-fearing heart. And he is willing to walk this way of the cross. I trust that the Lord would uh, would be satisfied with the heart, their heart's desires. Of course, as they walk this spiritual way, they will encounter certain things. But if the Lord finds satisfaction and accepts their heart, they will be blessed. And the Lord would keep them in their walk. So many times we can walk this way only because of His keeping. 
Only when you give your heart to the Lord, and when He is preeminent, and when His things are first place, and you choose chosen what God chose, many things we might not be able to do, but God has grace. And only when He gives grace, when He looks over us, when He protects us, you do not fear. And in faith, you will, unbeknownst to you, start walking this way that will glorify God. It's not what we can do. If we are able to be accepted by our Lord, He will keep us because He has grace. Because His word can be experienced in our daily lives. And all things that He wants to accomplish in our lives will be accomplished. So now, we, the question is, do we have a God-fearing heart? Have we placed God first? Last evening I heard a sister share. She said that the, she had a granddaughter that was only five years old. She actually uh, took this granddaughter reading through the Bible twice. So she said, since you've read the Bible twice, you're so good, I'm going to buy you a reward. So she asked her grandchild, what do you want? She said, I want my own Bible. There are many things, many toys that she could have asked for, but she didn't. So as a reward, of course, the best thing is to get a toy. And yet, her choice was her own Bible. So she was touched, obviously, ever since at such a young age. I trust that because she had a heart that was after the Lord's heart, that the Lord would keep her way. So many times we might place the Lord in first place. And many times we have a God-fearing heart. And that is why we are kept and protected by the Lord. Also, yesterday morning, I also heard a testimony. And I actually read this testimony. I've read it before. And I reread it again. The testimony basically was that they were kept in their lives because they had a God-fearing heart. And so this uh, sister, actually the first night that she was married, she got into a huge argument with her husband. And so it was uh, the very first day of their marriage that they started fighting. So uh, reached a point where she said, you know what, I want a divorce. So then, as she was contemplating the separation, she read in the scripture that it is not pleasing to the Lord. 
She saw that within all the environment that she was living in, she had all the reasons to leave. Even though she had a God-given but because she was said she was she felt that she was a Christian, she couldn't uh, divorce. Therefore, she didn't dare separate. So she says, well, if I can't separate, then I'd rather die. So she was at a, she often looked at the bridge and wanted to jump down. But then she also thought that suicide is not pleasing to God. Because, because the life is in God's hands, you can't just take it by yourself. And because she was afraid to wrong God, she just did not jump. Because she had a God-fearing heart. And whenever she faced it, the Holy Spirit had an opportunity to work in her life. And the Holy Spirit taught her. So, we also know that in the life of the sister, as the family grew, through her help, many, through her, many families were helped. Because of what she was able to go through, what she experienced, she was able to help many other families. So now this family, many of you know, uh, this couple now lives in New Jersey. Because they had a God-fearing heart. And they were kept. Many times. Whenever we face many things. When we are to look at it. Do we have a God-fearing heart? Do we have God as preeminent? Is He first place in our life? The Bible tells us He will be first place, preeminent within the church. In all things, He has to be preeminent in His children. Because He is beginning. Oh, because He is the beginning. All things begin with him. All that is from him is to him. Because he is the Lord of Lords, he is the head of the church. So we who have received so much grace from him, there's so much grace that we have received from the Lord. In the hymns that we sang today, we sang so much of His love. He loved us so much that He paid such a great price. He is worthy of all words. And of course, He should be preeminent in our midst. Do we have a heart that is to allow Him to be preeminent? If He has to be preeminent, and we are to put his testimony first place. So in our lives, there are many things that would not be difficult. Many questions would be answered. 
We know that in our life, we know that there are many irreconcilable differences between brothers and sisters. Maybe it's a differences between child and parent. Maybe there are issues within spousal issues. There are many difficulties they were mired in. But always they think the other one is the wrong party. But if you have a God-fearing heart, if you are able to put his testimony in first place, there's nothing that can not be reconciled. When we are before the bread and the cup, remembering our Lord, when we see this blood, and we've seen the grace that we have received. There are so many sins before us that He has forgiven. The Bible tells us we owe Him so uh, thousands upon thousands. If somebody is to mistreat you, then it's only but ten talents. And yet, when the Lord has forgiven us so much that we can't forgive our brothers and sisters, so in the basic lessons, there's a, a testimony. And the example was given that as a brother was partaking of the bread, he saw the, his, the face of his enemy. And that actually his enemy, it was his enemy because this person had killed his father. And his father died at the hands of that person. But one day, this murderer actually repented and confesses sin. He became a brother in Christ. And it was exactly at that day, during the Lord's table, that this son saw the murder of his father. And both of them partaking of the bread. Do you partake? Are you able to be one with this brother? Because here we see the bread as one body. And when we receive of this bread, we are one. Can we accept this brother? So after he prayed, in the grace of the Lord, he uh, he forgave this brother. Because before the precious blood of the Lord who had been given for many people, he has also noticed that he had wronged many people. So how would he live if everybody wanted to have an account of how much they were wronged by him? So by the Lord's grace, he forgave this person's sin. And in Christ, he accepted what Christ had accepted. So he took the bread. And then he stood up to testify. And many brothers and sisters were encouraged. There are no irreconcilable differences under the blood of the Lamb. 
Brothers and sisters, whenever today we face many things, do we have a God-fearing heart? Do we treat Him as preeminent? If we do, you need to glorify God. To glorify God, many things you'll let pass. Many things bring a loss to God's glory. So many times, brothers and sisters see the wrong in others, they don't see their own wrong. It's as if they don't need the blood because they are perfect. So one brother said, So if you do not see that sin that is in you, that sin will take your life. Many times we don't see ourselves. So why is there an encouragement for newlyweds? Many times it's an encouragement that whenever you encounter difficulties, think of the good or the positive things of your spouse. So one sister even said, next time your husband treats you, you have an issue with your husband, think of 10 positive things of your husband. You need to find 10 positive or good things from your husband. Why such an encouragement? Because scripture tells us we need to see others above ours. Many times in situations we don't see. Sometimes I think it's kind of strange. Couples that might be together for 20 years. I can say there is no benefit me for me at all. In this if there is no benefit for that person for 20 years, how did they live those 20 years? So if you don't find any benefit in your spouse for 20 years, do you truly have patience to last for 20 years? I don't really believe this. It's not that there's no benefit. It's because there's so dark in you that you don't see it. And if, you, if it truly is no benefit, it's not going to last 20 years, 2 years, and you'll be done. So in 2 years later, you will want to jump from that bridge. So maybe, it truly many times there's nothing. It's not that there's nothing. 
But it is because we have been blinded by our own condition. We need to have a God-fearing heart. When you have a God-fearing heart, then you will think, am I glorifying God in what I do? And if you can glorify God and you do it, many things will be resolved. God's grace is sufficient for us. But in your thoughts, you many times just cast God to the side. What you want to do is you're thinking of yourself. I have so many reasons. I am right. Even though I've been mistreated, I've suffered so much. But all of this, in God's eyes, is worthless. He's going to add, is your attitude glorifying God? Many times outside you have many reasons to speak. And you will tell people how much I have suffered. I am so good. It's only because you want to gain glory for yourself. You want the world to see how good you are. But when you have gained glory, God's glory suffers loss. Everything we do, our mind, our hearts, our will need to be renewed. No matter what our reaction is, our attitude towards things, it's not a matter of whether it's true or false, that it's right or wrong. We are the ones who are very selfish. We are a new creation. We have the life of God in us. Why did he give us his life? He wants this life to be lived through us. And, and only when this life lives through us can we glorify God. We know that this uh, life is not lived according to reasoning. It's not according to whether something is right or wrong. When we ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, ever since, those many years since, all those people lived in whether there's correct or wrong, true or false. They have gained much knowledge in this world. But the world, people who live in the world, this life is not the life. Our way of life, we need God. We need to fear God. And only this way of the cross, and we know that the way of the cross is denying self. What self are you denying? And that is all your reasons. All that comes from you, whether good or bad. Unless you get rid of all these things that are barriers, then the Lord's life will not live in you. Today, many things we need to get rid of. We need to deal with many things. Today. We need to experience many things. But how do you deal with these things? 
What attitude do you look at these things? Do you look at good, bad, right, wrong? Or do you have the Lord's heart? And we have Him as preeminent. And we have a God-fearing heart. And when you deal with this thing, is your purpose to glorify God? If the way I deal with this is not glorifying Him, then I won't do it. If I deal with it and it glorifies God, then I'll do it. So when many times you face things, if you have a heart that enables him to be preeminent, then you come before God. You ask him. You ask our Lord. What is your desire? What do you want to be done in this matter? You ask the Lord, what will be your reaction? The Lord tells us that we need to have His heart. Because therefore, His reaction is our reaction. His method is our method. His decision is our decision. If we have a God-fearing heart, many things we dare not do. You know that if you do this, you're going to wrong the Lord. But if amongst God's children, I've heard brothers and sisters say, has this person really, is he really saved? Why can somebody who claims to be saved for 30, 40 years, can brothers and sisters ask, has this person really been saved? Why? Because maybe on one particular thing, it became one particular particular decision that that person might have made would have stumbled brothers and sisters. They would say, even the people of the world might not do what he did. So when brothers and sisters see, see that brother doing that, we see that God's glory, God's name suffers loss. Because he might have done one thing that was not like a Christian. His decision was so bad that even people doubted whether he was saved. So many times we bring and, and uh, we, we allow brothers and sisters to be really surprised at what we do. Many brothers and sisters would say, if that person really had the preeminence of Christ in his heart, and if he had a God-fearing heart, that he would never have done such a thing. But things do happen among the children of God. So when we face all these things, do we have a God-fearing heart? Can we make him first place? Can he be first in our life? 
When this happens, you believe in God. And when you face anything, your decisions, what you choose is what God chooses. What you like is what God likes. Just like that young person shared last week. Because he chooses what the Lord chose. Then you will be kept by the Lord. In your entire way of life. You will be blessed. You will glorify his name. May the Lord bless everyone. May we be encouraged by these words. And may uh, those who are led by the Holy Spirit offer up a prayer.